This is Money Stories, Episode 4, Creating a Money-Life Balance with Jacqueline and John Kennedy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Money Stories, a podcast where I interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their money stories. I'm Caitlin Kano, a wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. Today I'll be interviewing Jacqueline and John Kennedy. Jacqueline's an officer at a publicly traded REIT, and John is a certified financial planner and co-founder of Canderpath Financial, located in Orlando, Florida. Together, they're parents to Ella and Hudson, ages three and six months. Last week, we aired my interview with John and Jacqueline regarding John's decision to leave the firm he was with and found Candor Path Financial and how they navigated that decision. But this week, we're shifting our attention to Jacqueline's story of actively pursuing a work-life balance. As this decision had financial implications on their family, we thought it was worthy of an episode in itself. Within the past two years, she's been able to adjust her work schedule from 45 hours a week to 30, while maintaining most job functions and weekly travel within their state. They were able to offer lots of great insight into this topic, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode of Money Stories. Today we are back again with John and Jacqueline Kennedy, and those are their names, John and Jacqueline Kennedy. And John is the owner of Candor Path Financial. Last week we focused our conversation on John's decision to start Candor Path Financial and what that looked like and how that impacted their family. And this week we're going to talk to and focus on Jacqueline's decision to design her career that allowed for flexibility, allowed for a dual income household to successfully thrive. So welcome you two. I appreciate you coming back this week. Caitlin, how are you doing today? Thanks for having us. Thank you. And how are you doing, John? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having us back. So I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about the history of your story. And right now you have a career that allows for some flexibility, but that wasn't always the case. So can you tell us the story of the evolution of of, um, your career? Yes, absolutely. Um, So I had worked at my company for a couple of years uh, on track to become an officer at the company when I had a conversation with my boss about um, work-life balance. And at that point, John and I were talking about growing our family once again and knowing that working 50 plus hours a week was not going to allow the work-life balance that I had intended. So we had a few conversations, which ultimately led to a 30, 32 hour a week work schedule in which I was full time, however, got an additional day off of the week, which uh, at this time is Thursdays. Um, So it has been a, a huge blessing to my family, got to spend a lot of additional time with my daughter, enjoy my pregnancy with my son and now have an additional day with both of my kids. And it it really has been such a blessing for me. Uh, My personality type, I had, you know, worked hard on on my degrees. I've always pushed myself in my career. So did not want to take my foot completely off the gas pedal uh, in that regard. Um, So being able to have uh, time with both family and kids with the new work schedule has been wonderful. 
And I know a lot of us describe it as having a work-life balance. I mean, that's just the term that we use. And would you describe it as balance or would you describe it differently? Um, for me personally, I need the structure and I, I enjoy my job so much. I enjoy what I do, but I need the structure of that workday. So in my mind, there was... Um, there was no choice one or the other. Again, I was fully into my career and, and knowing that I craved more time with my family. Um, however, leaving work for me was, you know, I, I just knew that that wasn't my personality type. So um, I don't know exactly what I would call it, but it, it has provided a great balance to again, be very intentional with my time with my family and enjoy those additional moments and, and memories that we're making together right now as they are just so young. Were there any um, financial implications or choices that you had to make with your personal family's financial situation that enabled this to be possible? Uh, yes. At this point, John's company was a little over a year old. Um, so we were able to get over that hump of client retention and what that income was going to look like for him as my income obviously took a little bit of, of a backslide to be able to get those additional hours with my family. So that was a big conversation for us of, you know, um, I felt like at this point every year is just a, a large um, budget conversation with us and just <laughs> adjusting the numbers because there every year had been a, a, a huge swing. Yeah. I mean, I, I also feel like, you know, at the time when we're having the discussion, you never know how that might ultimately impact long-term income potential. And obviously there's, there's a reduction of income at the time by simply just working, you know, a sheer number of hours that are less, but we were prepared for that. You know, we, that's, that's something that we wanted, you know, kind of going back to that work-life balance. It's not really all about money and you can't, you know, time is finite. So, um, you know, you can't replace that. How do you think um, someone who is looking for more flexibility should approach this with their employer? Um, in my company, we use the term case by case, and I think that applies here. It really is case mm -hmm. by case on what your job role is, what your responsibilities are. I think right now where we are in the midst of COVID-19, it is giving a lot of employers, um, it is opening their eyes to see that employees can work from home. So I think that that's going to be a huge disruptor right now is, um, you know, when people eventually do go back to the office of seeing that, you know, I am fully capable of doing my job remotely as well. So while it might not be an hours reduction, I think that a lot of employers may be open to a working from home option after all of this. Kids are obviously very expensive um, and they're incredibly worth it, right? And what Absolutely. advice would you give to a young couple who is struggling to find that balance? What advice would you give to that couple who's, who's struggling with that decision? I mean, I, I feel like I know that's, that's hard because I think each situation is unique and subjective. I mean, <clears throat> if, if we can get through, you know, for me, I kind of go into like financial planning mode because <laughs> that's what I do for a living. But, you know, I feel like if we can get through so, sort of the litmus test of the important fixed expenses that we have to bear each month. Um, and then, you know, it starts to become as your income grows, it starts to become additional expenses start to become like a needs versus wants scenario. So like for us in our household, you know, the, the decision to have less income 
at, at the time directly to have more time with the kids was was really a no-brainer. I mean, we we had created a situation where obviously, as I shared in the first podcast, we had enough emergency reserve so that I could start my business in which we didn't necessarily need to tap. So we still had that. Um, but, you know, we also just kind of recalibrated what was important. And so we saw our, you know, some of our expenditures went down as well. And I think with that, you know, it just, it, it basically softened the blow to realize like, well, okay, less income, um, you know, is okay because we can actually spend less and still enjoy our family time. And so I, I, I recognize that that's subjective. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. difficult, you know, not each, not every family, um, you know, each family's situation is different, but that's kind of, I think, you know, how we looked at it. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I also think that there are other ways because prior to, um, you know, talking with my employer and reaching out regarding, uh, you know, reduced hours and, and change of job scope, we were doing other things to kind of prioritize family time um, and then have in turn after jumped back into those tasks. So for example, we would hire a lawn service to do the lawn or cut the shrubs. So we had that additional time with the family. And so knowing that we were going to have the reduced um, income from my end, you know, we started having to do those things again. So we were just finding ways that we were, um, that we were trying to have family time and get some of our time back, which was ordering groceries or food or um, lawn care or pool care or things of that nature. So I think um, with some families, you know, those sources that we had additionally tapped into could be options for some other people if they're not able to reduce their income, but maybe outsourcing some of those home tasks that could allow more time for family as well. We have a pool. We don't, we don't have a pool, <laughs> that but I, that's a, that's one of those needs versus wants conversations that we've had. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, that's another podcast for another day, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Great. So what kind of going into that, what kind of financial habits did you have to take on new ha- financial habits or did you have habits in place that let you maintain a certain lifestyle while still working towards and flexibility and your goals. Um, I'm assuming we have goals to get towards retirement and goals to save for children's college. Um, what habits do you have in place that let those things be possible? Yeah, we, we've always really attempted to save 20% of our income and recognizing that that's an aggressive number. Um, always kind of knew that if push came to shove, you know, that percentage could be reduced if it needed to. So that was like another layer of buffer. Um, which gave us some confidence. And I, I think, you know, it kind of goes back to a lot of the compass principles in terms of budgeting and cash flow management. You know, I, we look at a budget and that's such a reactionary, to me, that's like the word just sounds reactionary. I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at a budget, by definition, you're looking at something that's already 30 days old and you can't do anything to adjust what you just spent in the last month. The best you can hope for is, okay, well, we'll do better this month. So we, we really, you know, have instituted a lot of, um, you know, a lot of systems in terms of just our cash flow management to make sure we're spending within, you know, the weekly bucket, bucket that we allot for one another for dining and groceries, uh, um, you know, stuff like that. So I would say double downing on the, is that, is that a word? Double downing? I'll make it a word. Doubling down, <laughs> doubling down, doubling down on the discipline is really, really critical. Um, and it would be easy to be distracted by, 
by work, by personal life, by everything going on to, to not do that. Cause like people have a tendency to sort of ignore and not, you know, not look at the thing that they're not necessarily good at. And so, you know, if that's, if that ends up being a weakness for someone, then it's, it's just even easier to kind of push that under the rug and say like, Oh, well, we'll, we'll do that next, next month. We'll, we'll look at that next year, you know, new year's resolution. We'll get a, we'll get a better budget or cash flow system in place. But the problem is the more you ignore it, then just the worse that compounds, you know, and then that could for a lot of people look like credit card debt accruing and things not getting paid on time. And, so really having good accountability there and having a good discipline, it's, it's, you, you just, you almost have to, it, it forced us to lean into that even more than we already do. And we're, you know, I do financials for a living and so does Jackie. So we're kind of finance geeks like that. Those plans are just going to be what you default to rather than, you know, rising to the occasion. Yeah. I mean, I, it evolves over time. And I mm-hmm. think we all, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to learn from past mistakes to realize, okay, this was too painful. We need to make sure that that doesn't happen again. You know, we don't get surprised by a bill or something. Um, but I will say that knowing at the moment, it's a really empowering feeling to know we could turn on a disaster budget tomorrow and, you know, effectively cut out all of the expenses that we, you know, we de- certainly don't need, you know, again, going back to like needs versus wants and, and be able to adjust in real time to, you know, the situations of life, whatever that may call for. Thank you so much for you guys for talking today. And, and Jacqueline, I really appreciate you sharing your story about shifting your career, I guess would be the term to be a little bit more flexible and the decisions that came along with that and the financial habits you guys took on to allow your family to have work-life balance that work for you too. Absolutely. Thank you for having us on. Thanks so much, Caitlin, for inviting us on your podcast. All right. Thanks. For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy Money Stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at compasscatholic.org. Thanks for listening and God bless.